The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Our readings today contrast the Old Law and the New Covenant. The Old Law was necessary because of the fall of Adam and Eve, which threw them and all of humanity into ignorance, ignorance of intellect. They did not know God or His ways. They lost that grace of original holiness and justice. They lost sanctifying grace. So their intellect was darkened. Their will was also compromised because now it grew in malice. And so what was needed was a tutor, like a parent teaching a young child. And so what we have in today's first reading from Leviticus chapter 19 is a whole series of negative commandments. Don't do this. Don't do that. They're very specific. It's like a parent telling a child, don't put your hand on a stove when it is lit. Don't run out into traffic because it's one that protects the child as the child grows. And that's what the Old Testament is doing. It's preparing a people, Israel, for Christ, for this new mission. So original sin even obscured the natural law that was put within our hearts at creation, where we would know written down deep in our soul what was right and wrong. Even that was obscured. And certainly the positive law, the man-made laws, none of that was sufficient to direct humanity to its supernatural end, which is the beatific vision. 
As St. Augustine wrote, God wrote on the tablets of the law what man did not read on their heart. So the old law was important and necessary, but not sufficient. It didn't have the power to bring humanity out of sin. All it really did was tell them what was wrong so that they had a sense that they needed a savior. They didn't have the power within themselves or even within the law to carry it out. This was a real wonderful teacher. The old law was a light directing the conscience to make God's call and ways known to him, because even that was obscure. Now, in the prophets, such as Isaiah and Jeremiah, they predicted a time when the old law would be surpassed by a new law. For example, Jeremiah chapter 31, where God, speaking through the prophets, says, I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. God's going to take the external law written on tablets of stone and bring them into the human heart. That's going to happen with the incarnation of Christ. So the new law is an interior law of charity. It is the grace of the Holy Spirit given to the faithful through faith in Christ and through the sacraments. Now, in today's gospel, we have an example of the new law. First of all, we, we know it's in the Sermon on the Mount, but in chapter 25 of Matthew, we have the new law expressed again, which is more expansive. Jesus Christ compares himself to the poor and the sick and those in prison. When you do it to the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you do it to me. So we're called to be inventive, take the initiative, see new ways of ministering to the poor and the sick and those in prison. And the new law is really given to us, as I said, through the sacraments, one of which we're going to receive today in the Eucharist. At the Last Supper, Jesus said, this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you. So at each Mass, we drink the new covenant. Also in Lent, we have very specific disciplines which help us to participate in the new law. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So when we fast, we're fasting from certain things in order to give more generously of our time, talent, and treasure to the poor and the sick and the needy. Whether it's money or time, fasting from all kinds of hobbies so that we can be more generous in our love. Almsgiving, of course, is a discipline where we give to the poor more directly, more focused. And then prayer increases the degree of faith and therefore of grace acting in our lives, which gives us the power to participate in this new law, which is a law of freedom. The old law was a law of bondage. It told the people they were wrong. They were mired in guilt, had no way of getting themselves out of it. The new law of grace gives us freedom. Let us rejoice that we're in this dispensation, this new covenant. We have Christ right in our midst. Let us invite him deeply into our hearts so that the new law would be written right in our intellect and will, directing our actions toward charity.